My lamb. That's her name. She's Japanese. <laughs> Who would have thought it? You put find a woman on your New Year's resolutions list and she appears just days later. <laughs> Unbelievable. They've sat her on the desk next to mine on the other side of the aisle. It's fate. January the 11th. My lan is amazing. She was some kind of Olympic athlete back in Japan. I heard her telling someone in the office kitchen. And with so much in common with her being Japanese and everything. For example, I love sushi. <laughs> Not the ones with a fishy bit, but the other ones. <laughs> I've seen the seven samurai. Well, technically just the first half. I had to turn it off when Mother insisted on watching an audience with Michael Bublé. <laughs> she still won't let me have a TV in my room, or a computer, despite me being a fully grown man. I don't know what you'd be watching up there, she always says. Temptation comes in many forms. <laughs> well, I hope it gets a bloody move on. <laughs> or at least... That's what I used to think before my lamb. January the 16th. My lamb actually asked me if I wanted a cup of tea. We were having our first conversation. I said yes. She said, how do you like it? I thought for a moment and said, black. I doubt they do this milk and sugar business in Japan. And I wanted to show her I'm a man of the world. <laughs> she was impressed. I could tell. Tea tasted horrible, but I bust it down. <laughs> January the 17th. My land smiled at me when she came in and nodded her head slightly. I wonder if I should give her a special bow in the mornings, some kind of formal Japanese greeting that a man gives a woman at the start of the day. Must look into it. At the staff meeting, I held the door open for her and she said, thank you. It's the best two words I've heard all week, all month even. Oh, my lan, my lan. I'm your number one fan. I'm so glad you no longer reside in Japan. <laughs> January the 20th. Spent some time with my lan in office kitchen as we both made our lunches. We didn't say anything. It's amazing how quickly we're comfortable in each other's company. So comfortable we don't have to even talk. I think it's getting safe enough to call us an item. Later, I'm so light-headed I completely forget to tap me Oyster card on the way out of the station. No, oh, to hell with it. I'm crazy and in love and I just don't care. January the 23rd. There's a new man in sales. He went right round the office introducing himself. Very impressive. Lean, he said. Joe Lean. Good firm handshake. Minus points. 
long auburn hair tied in a ponytail and an earring in his left ear. Definite no-nos. Apart from that, a good first impression. Looked me straight in the eye before I looked away. Must steal that technique and use it with my lamp. <laughs> January the 26th. For the past three days now, everybody says hello to Jolene when he arrives in the office in the morning. You'd think he was Captain James T. Kirk or something. And he always swans in at least five minutes late. Oh well, at least my land will disapprove of his poor punctuality as much as I do. January the 30th. Saw my lamb bring over a cup of tea and place it on Jolene's desk. What was she doing? She's not even in sales. Plus, she's at least four desks away from Jolene, putting him well out of her tea radius. <laughs> Very strange. February the 1st. Three people were hanging around Jolene's desk for most of the morning, and not for work reasons either. You'd think he was Gandhi or something. <laughs> he murmured a line in that low drawl of his. I couldn't hear what it was. Uh, then Mary from accounts said, You were in a band? Then Jolene nodded his head slowly and smiled. Cacophony. He said, remember them. The next thing I knew, my land shot up from her desk and practically ran over to join the throng. Cacophony, said Mary. No, I don't remember them. Ha! Take that, Mr. Jolene. <laughs> well, we were a bit too ahead of our time for the UK, he said. But we were big in Japan. <laughs> he looked straight at my land, who had turned from a confident young woman into some kind of blushing schoolgirl. <laughs> Dear God, no. <laughs> you were in the top ten, said my land. I thought I recognised you. Yeah, said Jolene. He ran a hand through his ridiculous hair. <laughs> I think we went straight in at number three or something. Stayed there for, I don't know, four weeks or so. Bit of a haze, really. <laughs> Bit of a haze, was it? <laughs> Let's see how hazy you are with the facts, I thought, turning to my computer. <laughs> After practically tearing a hole in my Chewbacca mouse mat, I finally established the facts. Cacophony. Japanese top ten. Number three. April 22nd to May 19th, 2004. Just as it said. I clicked on images, and there he was in a range of artfully posed photographs. Jolene standing by an old brick wall. Jolene resting against a tree in a leather jacket. Jolene on a 1950s moped parked beside a power station. 
The rest of the band were conspicuous by their absence, his ego perhaps being so large that they were squeezed right out of the frame. <laughs> oh, yes, it was the Jolene show all the way, only now he was performing it from behind a desk, his groupies all around, including my lan. I have to do something about this. And fast. The office party is next week, and I want everyone to see that my land and I are very much a couple. February the 3rd. Jolene just happened to bring in his guitar case. What? This? He said, parking it noisily by the side of his desk. Oh, I'm just returning it to someone later. He placed it facing directly into the aisle, causing a major health and safety hazard. <laughs> he might as well have erected a neon sign above it saying, I had a top three hit for four weeks. I am absolutely incredible. Please love me. <laughs> Despite stating that the case was merely in transit, he still managed to pull the guitar out of it at lunchtime, after much protesting to his growing fan base that he wasn't much of a player and had got rusty, etc., etc. He then sat on the edge of his desk and proceeded to perform note-perfect renditions of Wonderwall, Here Comes the Sun, and the final section of Nesson Dormer. <laughs> you know the bit I mean. You're not even supposed to play this and Dormer on a guitar! <laughs> Doing it without an orchestra is just silly and a blatant act of attention-seeking. <laughs> oh, my lamb, I thought, please use your natural beauty and intelligence to see through this pathetic act. But there she was sitting cross-legged on the floor by his desk like some kind of sex disciple. <laughs> she sipped her smoothie slowly through a straw while staring at Joe's leather cowboy boots, which had mysteriously appeared on his feet after a trip to the toilets. <laughs> the boots had spurs on them and everything. I mean, Come on, where did he think he was? The OK Corral? This is Reading Industrial Park, mate. <laughs> Later, I saw my land chatting with him by the vending machine. He rested an arm casually on the glass as he talked. And I decided to walk past on the pretext that I needed some staples from the stationery room. I heard my land mention the office party as I passed. I stayed in the stationery room until I'd calmed down. February the 4th. Mother knocked three times and came into my room. She knew something was up because I'd said I wasn't hungry when I came in and that I hadn't even come down for MasterChef. I said everything was fine, there's nothing wrong, honestly. But then she ruffled me air in the way I keep telling her not to. And, and when she said, come on, what's wrong, Petal? 
I just blurted out, I hate Jolene! I hate him! Mother said that was no way to speak about someone, no matter what they were like. Your father wouldn't have said that about anyone, would he? She said. And what happened to my little boy? Did he come out with something like that? I refused to say any more, and Mother finally went back downstairs. Later, she knocked softly three times on the door. I heard it open. I was too embarrassed to turn around. The door closed again. When I looked, I saw that she'd left a plate of crispy pancakes on the bookcase. My favourite. And a tin of Fanta. I'll go down later and say sorry. February the 5th. Action plan. One, go to the office party. Two, tell Jolene to back right off. Three, tell Marlan that I love her. Four, the end. <laughs> Simple. When I got to the party, there was no sign of Marlan or Jolene. I went straight to the toilets. There was no one there, so I practised in the mirror. Now you listen to me, Mr. Jolene. I stood with my legs apart like Clint Eastwood. You keep your hands right off my woman, you understand? Oh yeah, he said in my head. Yeah, yeah, he lunged for me. Yeah, he missed by miles and fell flat on his face. I warned you, I said. That went well, I thought. <laughs> then I heard a latch open behind me and Paul from marketing came out of the cubicle doing up his belt. <laughs> he shook his head slowly. Fucking nut job, he said. <laughs> when I got back into the main room, Jolene was there, miraculously standing on his own. It was now or never. C -c Can I have a word? I said. About my lamb. She's great, isn't she? He said, over the horrendous noise from the karaoke. Nice arse. <laughs> now look here, I said. She's mine. You what? She's mine. Hands off her. Jolene leant his head back and laughed. A horrible Mustache twirling laugh. <laughs> You're a fucking joke, he said. You haven't even spoken to her, have you? I have. We're an item. You what? Just stay away from her, I said. You know what I'm going to do, said Jolene. I'm going to tell her all about this later, right after I've nailed her. <laughs> he leant his head back again, and his whole body shook. I grabbed the lapels of his leather jacket. Jolene, I'm begging of you, please don't take my land! <laughs> Then he pushed me down to the sticky floor. 
What are you going to do? He said, knock me around the head with some spreadsheets. <laughs> then I saw a pair of elegant legs approaching from behind Jolene. I lay my head on the floor, the lights from the karaoke machine flashing on her beautiful calves as she left with two cowboy boots clacking at her side. May the 25th. The new workplace isn't too bad. <laughs> it's in the same industrial park, but if I take the long way around in the morning, nobody from the old place can see me. My land's pregnant or something, apparently. Doesn't bother me. She can do what she likes. Anyway, there's Caroline now. Oh, yes. Caroline. She's from Newcastle. I used to quite like Jimmy Nail, so that's one thing in common for a start. <laughs> I helped her sort a paper jam the other day, and, and Caroline said, You're really good at that, eh? I almost said something, I was so pleased, but I stopped myself. No point in rushing things. <laughs> anyway, must be off. I can hear the kettle downstairs and Strictly's on in a minute. Good night, diary. Good night, Caroline. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs>